Welcome to the One Degree Shift Podcast, where we learn the little changes that future-proof some of our favorite companies and teams. Here's your host, Eric Termundi. Stephanie Greaser, thank you so much for joining the One Degree Shift Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing really, really good. How are you, Eric? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for asking. And thanks for taking the time to share a little bit about what you see, what you think, and what you think is coming next too. Now, it's worth noting for the audience that we've been we've been friends for uh, a few years now, whether it be hiking trips or uh, hanging out with the mutual pals. But I've also admired the work that you've done from a marketing perspective, from hosting world-class events to uh, helping train speakers and put on great, great events, but also just the presence that you've had on Twitter, your keen eye for marketing nuances, opportunities, uh, discrepancies. Uh, You're not afraid to speak your mind, which I appreciate a lot too. And without me sort of going into all of the things that I appreciate, why don't we hear from you a little bit about what got us to where we are today in terms of your career and what led us this conversation and ultimately what you're most excited about right now. Yeah, that sounds great. I think in terms of my story and where things started off, I was working for really big companies in industries that had been established for for decades and kind of 180'd and decided to join a small startup where I could get my hands dirty and create a lot of impact. And that was eight years ago. uh, And I had joined a technology company, grown in that technology company and really, you know, in the marketing space. So community building, marketing, and then events and conferences. And from there, I've kind of always just been uh, defined as, as a bit of a marketer. I would say that right, you know, in, in the past couple years, I've been really, really shy uh, to call myself a maker or an entrepreneur uh, just because I hadn't built my own business. This wasn't my full-time income. Uh, but I, I think that I'm leaning into that title, so to speak, more so now because I have been creating businesses or if it's not even businesses, but I've been creating impact. So I think mm-hmm. I'm leaning into that more and more these days. So marketer, maker, entrepreneur, that's kind of where I'm at. I was laid off, let go, fired, choose your word, kind of shortly after COVID started. So I would say three or four weeks ago, what day is it? I don't even know. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I'm actually in this space where I am making things again and I'm feeling really energized, rejuvenated, and I've had time for side projects and side hustles, so to speak. I hate the word hustle, but Mm -hmm. side business. Uh, one of which you are part of, which is Shine Bootcamp, uh, which is a public, professional public speaking accelerator and incubator for women and trying to get them on stage and uh, end imposter syndrome because I see it so often. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of who I am and and how I know you and, and what I'm doing or uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist. So with respect to marketing and making, let's let's sort of put those two to together for for the sake of the question. What, what have you learned in the past six weeks that you would not have known to be true or even imaginable, uh, perhaps in weeks or months previous? I think I'm relearning things. It's a really good question. I think I. I'm just going to give you a really tangible example. So I'm diving into some projects and. 
I've done the MVP thing a couple of times where you start something really, really small and you cut the scope and you know, you, you put an MVP out there without all the bells and the whistles. I'm starting this new project and I'm even doing some things with shine and it's hard to remember to MVP because I often get ahead of myself, my ideas, my thoughts get going and I start to add things to the scope. And I Mm -hmm. think I knew that when I started Call to Action Conference, the conference at Unbalanced, we didn't start with a conference. We started with a meetup, one meetup, Mm -hmm. free two hours. And we did another one and I learned. And then, and then six months after doing meetups, then we decided to do the conference. And even with Shine, I remember the first landing page and I had to bring it back up because I had to look at that first website and look at it and say, okay, this was really bare bones. And, and I have to remind myself to do that because I'm doing a couple of things and so easily the scope can get increased and you can start running before you walk. And I think I'm just relearning that and have to, you kind of have to train yourself to kind of pull back and ask what is the most essential thing. Of course, you don't want to launch anything or put anything out there that's garbage that you can't stand beside. It has to be well thought out. It has to be, you know, professional and polished, but it does it does it need this extra bell and whistle? Does it need X, Y, Z? You kind of have to pair back and just ask yourself, what is the problem I'm solving? And does this solve the problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that in terms of these last four weeks, six weeks, I've really had to relearn the process because it's almost like I got amnesia and I forgot. I forgot all these big conferences or events or or products started and they started out small and scrappy and they weren't what you see today. With Shine today, I look at it and I'm like, wow, our first boot camp was pretty, you know, it was great, but it was not what it is today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Same with VA conference. You know, this is going to be the fifth or sixth year. I mean, all events, this is kind of an interesting thing. All events are on pause. So I actually think it's paused, but I remember that the first conference was 300 people and now it's, you know, a thousand. So you kind of forget that you started off small um, and you need to remember to, to start small and solve the problem at hand. So that was one of the things that I've had to relearn and reteach myself uh, Mm. these past four to six, six weeks. Now, just to be clear for those who are, who are listening, MVP is our, our minimum viable product, basically the most baseline thing that we can put out into the market to test it, to see what works and to see what doesn't. Now, given that a lot of people, you know, in the millions are in a similar situation right now, the way that I see it is COVID has, well, COVID has taught me something, I think, very specific is that there are actually two kinds of innovation. One kind is forced and I think that's what COVID has, has done for a lot of us is forced us to innovate. But the other kind is, is chosen innovation where we can choose to innovate to not necessarily just catch up or keep up, but to get ahead. And then I thought about this further. Maybe we can choose to innovate even in a time when we're forced to. And I think then the difference is if we chose to innovate and be a little bit more creative in a time of uncertainty and change, really what that allows us to do is to give ourselves time and space to not just do the first thing that comes to mind, but perhaps more of the right thing. So can you tell me a little bit about your process and what this looks right now and some of the, t- what this looks like right now and what some of those like tangible steps that you're taking in order to test the market, in order to put that MVP out there and to, I would say, build this culture of experimentation with the idea that it's not done. 
it will always get better. And at the same time, though, it's good enough to test. Can you tell me about some of those factors and nuances? Yeah, I think in terms of my process, we all have a ton of ideas and thoughts. And I'm a person that likes to throw all those out. In fact, we had a little discussion about this yesterday or the day before with um, the co-founders of Shine. Mm-hmm. I that just dumps links into our shared Telegram channel. Uh, Links, thoughts, ideas. Does it mean we'll follow all of them? No. Does it mean that we should? Absolutely not. So I think I'm a person that likes to throw out a lot of ideas out there. But then when the time comes, we kind of sift through a lot of these ideas and then In terms of, and even bringing it back to to maybe even a marketing lens, you have all these ideas, but then what is the thing you're selling and what makes the most sense in the strategy? And I think Mm -hmm. there, you also have to play to your skill set. And I think for for us, like we're considering a couple of things that we're going to do on the marketing side of things at Shine. And I'm going to get dive into the examples because I find that gets things less high and more more tangible. So for example, we've never done marketing at Shine in terms of actually marketing. I think we'd have a really good website up. That's great. Um, And we built a new one that we're kind of looking to launch. We had to pivot a couple of things because of COVID. And so so we're, we're thinking about what kind of marketing things we can do for shine and what our main products will be, but we've never actually done marketing. So there's lots of channels you could go after. Uh, you could, you know, blog about things you could do X, Y, Z. And we're just thinking about what are our strengths and how can we play to our strengths? So I also think there is a little bit of like, there's all these ideas out there, but I think you should ask yourself, what are your strengths? And then kind of peel that back. We've decided that, you know, these are a couple of our strengths. So we're going to start these marketing channels and, and specifically, mm-hmm. You know, we could go down the route of starting a blog and writing long posts, but that really isn't our strengths or my strengths in general. And so we're thinking more of a podcast, more of this, because we have great people in our community, communities of big strength, and we'd want to have them on and chat through some things. So, I mean, that's one way to think about ideas is just what are your strengths and what are you trying to achieve? Um, Now, do you mean strengths in terms of um, what you're best uh, in terms of producing content for, or even just like the product that you're looking to build or both? Both actually. Yeah, definitely both. I'm thinking about this other project and I don't want to talk about it uh, publicly yet, but I'm thinking about why I wanted to do it. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about this a lot. Like, why do I want to get involved? Why do I want to build this thing? And I realized it's because A, obviously I believe in it, but B, I think that I have strengths that will make it successful. I think there's some things that just aren't in my wheelhouse. Like I'm not a developer or or a designer. And of course you can go out and, and you know, hire somebody. But I think with some of the things that you put out there, like what, I think there's something that I saw the other day or read. It was, I was part of a Twitter thread and, and somebody was talking about entrepreneurship and making things. And he actually said something super controversial. He said, you know, everybody says execution is everything and that ideas aren't important. And he's actually, he actually said, I think that's wrong. I think that a good idea 
is really important and the raw, raw, like execution is everything. People will kind of come, like get, like come at me because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's in, in response to that, I think there, there's these three things that can make you successful. It's like a, what you care about, B what your skills sets at, like where your skills are at. And then it's C was the market. So for example, Shopify is successful because e-commerce is booming. I mean, of course, Shopify is great, but the actual market has demand and mm-hmm. wants that product. So I think there's like a three things that you can think about when you're creating something, even if it's from a marketing angle or, or a product angle, uh, that was just something interesting that I was, I was reading and thinking about. So, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. And as sort of a last question, last sort of conversation that that we can have, you know, you have taken the last six weeks in stride. Uh, You are not sitting around. You're not waiting for something to happen. To to me, I see you really taking action, taking control and creating uh, a great opportunity for what's coming next. Now, admittedly, and not to put any blame, fault or guilt on anyone who isn't, but there are a lot of people who aren't as far along as you who are looking to say, well, what, where, where do I start? What do I look at next? Can you maybe take us back to a few days or even a week after you got the news and tell us about what steps you took immediately or not maybe even immediately to get you sort of back on your feet, looking for what's next and ultimately creating, making and marketing again? Because I think that there's, there's, there's a huge opportunity for those who haven't quite found that next thing yet to, to learn from you. Yeah, I will say that I think I was in a situation where I was already, I got laid off, but I already had a side business passion project that Mm -hmm. I love, wish that I like, I always wished that I could spend more time on it, but my nine to five didn't allow me to, especially my nine to five wasn't a nine to five. It was a small stage startup where I was giving it my all. So I I just want to call that out that yes, of course I was a couple heads like I was a couple steps ahead. However, I will say that there is something that I did kind of immediately afterwards and it was journal. Mm. I wrote things down. I thought about them. And even when I think about the decision to grow and scale Shine Bootcamp, which is my passion project and, and side project, it was because I was, you know, I was traveling in India and I every day would write down ideas problems I could solve, things that really excited me. Um, and that's how kind of shine, shine continued on and is what it is today. And, and like basically was birthed from, from a lot of my journaling. So I got that news and then immediately was, was journaling. Um, and then another thing I do is I, talk to people. So that happened. I was journaling, but then I just had conversations, conversations with friends, conversations with uh, professional friends, I call them people that are in my network that I really respect and love. And they, they're more of a, you know, they're not, they're more in my professional circle, but I had the conversations like, Hey, this happened to me. But then pretty soon you get over the like, Hey, I got laid off, let go um, conversation. You start talking about other things that they're working on or ideas, problems that you can solve. And it kind of gives you a, it's like, it's therapy talking about it, but then B, it kind of gets you over things and it gets you in a mind space where you can start to create. So 
having conversations, having brainstorms, journaling, those are all things that may sound cliche, but they really, really helped me kind of on a path where I feel I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm not feeling, I mean, of course I'm human and I went through the whatever, how many stages of grief there are when Mm -hmm, that happened. mm -hmm. I wasn't like day one after getting let go. I wasn't, oh yeah, this is, this is, I'm fine. I went through some feelings and I identified my feelings. I was a mix of things, sad, stressed, relieved. And then once I kind of got through those things, I journaled, I talked to people. I'm in this really creative space right now where I I was talking to a friend the other day and she was like, Oh my gosh, I can just, you're lit up stuff. You're Mm -hmm. you're on fire. I can feel it with everything you're writing about on, on Twitter or on social. It feels like you're in a really good headspace despite all of this stuff going on in the world. And I am, and it's because I've kind of used, you know, I've, 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 gotten past some of the the bad feelings and identified my emotions, but then I've, I've journaled, I've talked to people. And now I'm like, it's so funny, Dave, who's my partner. And, um, he laughed at me. He's like, man, I thought we're gonna have two weeks of relaxation. And he's like, (laughs) having no job to having two jobs because I'm working on two separate projects right now and trying to push them forward. And he's like, it's hilarious how you can now, I don't have an alarm clock on at all. And I'm waking up at seven and feeling really, really inspired and invigorated and feeling like I'm in this creative flow. It's really cool. Anyways, yeah. Steph, congratulations on being where you are now and everything that you've accomplished along the way. Um, is, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? There's one thing I do want to share. The, the thing I want to preface is uh, there is this hustle culture and I don't want anybody listening to this podcast thinking like, oh, you know, this is, this is just the hustle culture. You know, not everybody's feeling this way. And so I want to acknowledge that, that I'm in this space that somebody might not be in that space and that's all right. I think the things that I said to get kind of to move through it uh, is, is to identify those 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 feelings and and give yourself a break. I know that I I want to inspire people to get into the creative flow I'm into, but I also recognize that 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 comes with certain level of privilege, and it's also okay that you're not feeling a hundred percent during these times. So I just wanted to call that out that it's okay to also be the other thing. Um, Mm -hmm. that's not okay. The other thing is not okay. So yeah, I think that's what I would leave everybody with, especially in light of kind of the situation that we're all in right now. Well, Steph, this has been great. I admire your your work ethic, your ability to uh, find the silver lining, or maybe better put, create the silver lining and the opportunity to continue to make, uh, to continue to create and continue to execute and exemplify that entrepreneurial spirit. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. For more podcasts, show notes, and to connect with our speaker today, visit erictermundi.com. That's E-R-I-C-T-E-R-M-U-E-N-D-E.com. And click the podcast tab. Thanks for listening.